to all y'all listening to us on one of our great apps that care of the y'all show. It might be the iHeartRadio app. It might be the TuneIn radio app, or it could be Apple Podcast. Hello to all of you listening to us on one of our great radio affiliates across the Southeast. This is y'all, and this is where we talk about the South each and every day, and I'm just just so happy to be here. I'm John Rawl. Our website is y'all.com. That's Y-A-L-L.com. And you also can call us anytime you want to. 803-816-1170 is the number for you to do just that. Now, we've got a busy show here on this Tuesday edition of the Y'all Show. We've got headlines from across the southeast, including deadly tornado outbreaks in a couple of our southern states. Also, the founder of Long John Silvers has died in Lexington, Kentucky. We'll let you know all that. Plus, we'll have later this hour a special guest. We have Sophie Kaplan, a reporter for the Washington Times and WashingtonTimes.com. She'll be joining us from our nation's capital. And believe it or not, there is a new project that the, I guess, Showtime Network is going to be filming. And it will be filming in the state of Maryland. And Sophie's got the star-studded report from right there in Washington, D.C., as she is a reporter for the Washington Times. We'll have that as our part of our Y'all Political Report. And also, she'll share with us some other political goings-on in the states of Maryland, Virginia, and our nation's capital. All that coming up in our political report here toward the end of this hour. When we get to the second hour of today's Y'all Show, it's sports lanyap time. So we've got the World Series going on today. The first game between the Houston Astros and the Washington Nationals. Congratulations to those both those Southern teams making it into the World Series, the Fall Classic. So we'll let you know a little bit about that and the star-studded. We, we, we're going to have Sophie come on and talk about movies. We've got a star-studded lineup on the mound, on the bump for the Nationals and the Astros. We'll let you know in Sportsland, yep. We also have the latest on Tua Tagviolo, the quarterback of the Alabama Crimson Tide. He's a star, and he's a little bit down and out with an injury, and we'll get the latest from Tuscaloosa as the Alabama Crimson Tide quarterback will not be suiting up this weekend when the Tide takes on the Hogs. We'll let you know about that. Plus, we'll let you know some NFL news, and believe it or not, today it might be the World Series But today marks the beginning of the brand new season of the association. That's right. The NBA tips off way north of the border, way north of the Mason-Dixon line. It's going to be in the home of the world champion Toronto Raptors as they're going to host a game. It's going to be two games going on today. Most of our southern teams, they tip off on Wednesday. And we'll kind of walk you through the NBA lineup. That is... If China doesn't get in the way and makes all these teams forfeit. <laughs> if you've been keeping up with the news lately, you know what I'm talking about. That's all in our sports lanyap. And the sports fun continues in hour number two as Matt Herman's joins us with a report on the Big 12. Big 12 football, Baylor and Oklahoma are the darlings. Both of those programs undefeated and both have real tests coming up here in a couple of days. Baylor doesn't have to play this weekend. That's the good news for them. Oklahoma, yeah. Jalen Hurts and the Sooners will be on the road this weekend. And then Baylor, after a weekend off, 
they've got a Halloween night game against West Virginia that we'll kind of touch on a little bit in our Big 12 report with the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. And yes, he'll be that Bodacious Barbecue guy too, because in addition to the reporting on the Big 12, Matt Hermans is going to drop by and walk us through some really neat recipes that you can find on the pages at y'all.com. All that on this Y'all Show today. Don't forget, come Wednesday, we'll have ACC football. On Thursday, we've got SEC football. And come Friday, we'll mix it all together one more time and have the Y'all Kickoff Show. And that's what we do here on the Y'all Show, just blend in all kinds of Southern greatness. And in addition to that, we're going to mix in some country music talk with Precious Harris on Wednesdays, y'all. And we'll have Festive South, a look at some great festivals for you to consider going to. That'll be coming on Thursday. And that is the kind of overview of what's going on here at y'all.com. Well, let's look into the headlines of the Southeast now. And we had this awful storm that went across the South Sunday night into Monday into Monday night. Man, the entire South from the Gulf all the way up to Yankee land had this massive front moving across it. And unfortunately, some deadly storms as a result. Did you see that video from downtown Dallas as there was a really rough, rough storm that went through North Dallas, an EF3 with a maximum wind speed of 140 miles per hour. That according to the National Weather Service. There was another storm outside of Dallas in Rollett, Texas. That was an EF1 with a maximum wind speed of 100 miles per hour and caused a lot of devastation. Now, luckily in Dallas, at least in that area, I'm not aware of any injuries or life-threatening injuries or deaths as a result of that. That's great news. Unfortunately, the news not so good coming to us from Rogers, Arkansas, where a person died when a tree fell on their home there about 150 miles northwest of Little Rock. That according to the Benton County, Arkansas Department of Public Safety, this in northeastern Arkansas, where an EF1 tornado also injured at least five people in Tyronza, Arkansas. Now, a sad story coming to us from eastern Oklahoma, as authorities there say that two teenage boys died of carbon monoxide poisoning on Wednesday in Walitka, which is about 80 miles east of Oklahoma City. And the boys, 14 and 15-year-old, were using a portable gas generator and a travel trailer after storms knocked out power. And unfortunately, the father of the younger boy discovered the bodies of these two on Monday morning. So deadly storm outbreaks, and you have these kind of accidents and such happening with trees falling. And in this case, in eastern Oklahoma, two teenage boys dying of carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh, man, what a horrible tragedy there in Oklahoma. Now, those that storm and the storm front moved across the southeast in the mid-south on Monday, it was pretty bad in Memphis as people got ready to go to work as storms came through and destroyed the Cottonwood Apartments near Perkins and Cottonwood in downtown Memphis. You had power out for most of the day, debris all over sort of the University of Memphis area. The National Weather Service determined an EF1 tornado came through that area of Memphis, ripping a path 1.4 miles in width with wind gusts up to 105 miles per hour. And this happened at 6.30 in the morning. The Red Cross is now assisting dozens of people who've been displaced as a result of the damage at their apartments, and we'll see what the rest of the cleanup goes like in Memphis. But this storm system not only affecting Texas, but Oklahoma, Arkansas, and also Tennessee. And as I said, it worked its way through Monday afternoon across the entire southeast, and hopefully we don't have any more reports of any other devastation and or injury or deaths as a result of this 
to Florida we go and a woman who killed a 53-year-old man after running a red light and smashing into his Lexus on Saturday morning was actually in the process of fleeing two earlier car accidents when she caused this fatal collision. And now 28-year-old Caitlin Smith, who was driving a Toyota Camry in Pinellas County when the first crash occurs, she's allegedly being charged with fleeing the scene and, and she fled that scene, prompting another driver to follow her and eventually call police. And as she tried to get away, she hit another vehicle, which was stopped at a red light. And she didn't stop at that scene. She drove on through the red light in an escape attempt. And that's where she ultimately ran into another vehicle and k- killed a person. She's 28 years old, charged with vehicular homicide. Again, after she allegedly fled two car crashes and then killed the driver in a third car wreck in Pinellas Park, Florida. What an idiot, and sorry to hear about the loss of that innocent person there. Now, speaking of Florida idiots, this guy, you got to at least give him credit for being perhaps a a good Southerner because 40-year-old Sandy Graham allegedly robbed a couple of banks in Broward County. He's alleged of robbing three banks within three hours on Friday. And guess what Mr. Graham did? The 40-year-old went in and turned himself in. And he did it in the same amount of time it takes to watch a Quentin Tarantino flick or take in a baseball game. Three bank robberies in three hours. And then he turned himself in. The spree started at a Chase Bank in Hollywood around 2.30 on Friday, according to the FBI. And then he left there. He had a weapon and demanded money. Other people went in the bank. No one was injured. That's good news. And then he went on to a Bank of America 10 minutes away, robbed that one. Then he ended up going to another one. But in the end, just three hours after his melee of bank robberies, if that's the word, Sandy Graham, 40-year-old bank robber, decided to turn himself in. (laughs) And I don't know if you get any more of a reduced time when you turn yourself in for things like bank robbery, but that's that's what happened there in Florida. Now, how about this name? This is not a bank robber. This is a guy who is alleged to have meth on them and then threatening officers with a knife. But... We now know where Tupac Shakur lives. He's not dead, at least not this one in Tennessee. You have a man named Tupac, T-U-P-A-C-A Shakur, who has the exact same name, not necessarily spelled the exact same way, as the famous dead rap legend. And he was arrested this weekend after allegedly threatening police with a knife. And in Johnson City, Tennessee, officers responded to a call on Saturday about this 40-year-old Shakur who had active warrants, they had warrants for his arrest from another department. And when officers arrived at the scene, they reported seeing Shakur, Tupac, that is, leave in a car and police tracked the vehicle and eventually attempted to arrest him. But he twisted away and reached for his waistband. And he allegedly turned toward officers with a knife in his hand before cops were able to wrestle him to the ground, thankfully. And after a brief struggle, officers took Tupac Shakur into custody and he's behind bars right now. Now, Shakur shares the same name and even the same middle initial as the late rapper who was shot in Vegas on September 13th of 1996 and died at the age of 25. The police news release reportedly uses Tupac Shakur as the 40-year-old's official name, although it's not clear if he legally changed his name at some point or if it would be just a pure coincidence. I can't imagine It would be. If you saw a headshot of this guy, he doesn't look too Tupac Shakur to me. But then again, I'm not into the dead rapper's fame and fortune either. 
Now, here's a story coming to us from Alabama. How about this one? Samuel Adams, you know the brand of beer that you can get in a lot of places? Well, if you want to get a rare breed of Sam Adams, the ultra-rare beer is now illegal in Alabama, this particular content. It's got a high alcohol content, 28%. And so this Sam Adams ultra-rare, it's called Utopia's, it is not available in Alabama because it's got that 28% alcohol content and it can't be sold in not only Alabama, but 14 other states. The state of Alabama caps the maximum beer strength at 14%. And therefore this utopia is not going to be available. Other states, some of which are in the South where you can't find Sam Adams utopias, which is described as a barrel age, extreme beer that takes multiple years to brew and it's a 2019 edition of the Sam Adams blend of extreme beers. You can't find it because it uh, exceeds the content for alcohol in Arkansas, Georgia. We already told you about Alabama, as well as Mississippi, Mississippi, or rather Mississippi, Missouri, and the Carolinas, both North and South Carolina. You can't get it in Oklahoma. Oh, and you can't get it in West Virginia either. And there's a couple other states that you are not able to get it outside of the southeast but the beer comes in 25.4 ounce custom bottles it sells for 210 dollars who wants to buy a 210 dollar beer i guess when it's being outlawed and not sold in a couple of states i guess it it brings its collector's value to it but you can't get this ultra rare beer sam adams and their utopia's special brew here in the month of october until they lower that alcohol content no such go well you can't get beer at chick-fil-a and you can't get chick-fil-a now in great britain because guess what our great southern company out of georgia its only restaurant that i'm aware of in the uk has now closed just days after opening and this comes as the chicken chain went into great britain its second location outside the country as it's trying to expand internationally And nine days after opening, Chick-fil-A announced that it will close this location in just a few months. And and six months is their plan. Now, they got a lot of grief for opening in Great Britain as LGBTQ groups held protest outside this new restaurant at the Oracle Mall in Reading in England. And despite the company's opposition to same-sex marriage, they went ahead and opened it. But now they are shutting it down. And Chick-fil-A said it had always planned to operate there for only a limited time. So I don't know what's accurate here, but I just went and had me a great Chick-fil-A couple of sandwiches the other day. And boy, it's a great chicken sandwich. And I I don't know if the folks across the pond truly will appreciate what Chick-fil-A offers, but at least it's going to be a time before they can get them back and jolly old uk because they've shut this one down let's go back to atlanta area for this story another business story but it also has to do with sports as if you go back a couple of days ago when the atlanta braves had the st louis cardinals in the atl for the national league division series a cardinals pitcher objected to the braves tomahawk chop that the fans do and the music which they stole right out of florida state there at suntrust park The Cardinals pitcher created kind of a scene, and the Braves, on the day that they ended up losing to the Cards in Game 5, they stopped the tomahawk chop, and they took away the little foam tomahawks from the fans, and that ticked a lot of people off, okay? And they did this because Ryan Hensley, a Cardinals pitcher, said it was disrespectful to his Cherokee heritage. 
Well, the Braves say they're in talks with American Indian groups to discuss whether to bring the tomahawk and other game day elements that incorporate the American Indian heritage in to the Braves experience. Now, this is from a franchise whose main logo on their chest, at least, is a tomahawk. And so they have kind of brought about this whole tomahawk love for a long time, ever since the Braves changed back to the throwback jerseys of the original Atlanta Braves. And they did that in the 1987 season when they got away from the royal blue look into the navy look, a look that brought them success in the 90s on the field and a World Series championship in 1995. But yes, Tomahawks have been a part of the Atlanta Braves since those early 90s teams. And in a 1991 New York Times article, former Brave spokesperson Jim Schultz defended the souvenirs, calling them a proud expression of unification and family. Don't be surprised if you don't see the Braves get rid of the tomahawk, get rid of the fake tomahawks, the music, and even the logo in the offseason. They've got time to do it, and I know how this stuff works. I'm sitting here today looking at a really cool Braves batting practice hat that I bought several years ago that was supposed to be the official batting practice hat for the Braves about five years ago. And it had Chief Nakahoma, the great old logo of the Braves on it as sort of an alternate look for batting practice. And the Braves nixed that just days before they went to Florida for spring training. So they, they've been walking this line for a while and knowing how things work in today's world. Don't be surprised if the Tomahawk is going bye-bye in Atlanta. I hope not, because I love that logo. I love the look. and I love the American Heritage connection of the Braves franchise, the oldest National League franchise, by the way, in all of baseball. I think I'm right on that. And they're not the oldest in the same town. Of course, they started in Beantown and went on to Milwaukee before getting to Atlanta. But Love the old connection, a team that has its roots going back into the 1870s, I think. And the Braves may have an identity crisis heading into 2020. When we come back, we'll tell you about this passing of a legend in Lexington, Kentucky. The guy that kind of brought us Long John Silvers and Fazoli's. He's passed away at the age of 96. We'll have a report on that. Plus, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John spotted in Tampa. What's going on there? We'll let you know as our headlines continue. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you or does someone you know sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple Mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. 
hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant, and I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Back into the headlines here as we continue on with a Tuesday y'all show. Thank you for tuning us in, giving us a little time here on your busy day. Let's go to some business news to Lexington, Kentucky. And Warren W. Rosenthal has died at the age of 96. He was a businessman, a restaurateur, a horseman, and a civic leader in central Kentucky. He headed Jericho Incorporated, which is the parent company that launched Long John Silver's fast food seafood restaurants and went on to ultimately start Fazoli's, an Italian fast food chain. And Mr. Rosenthal died on Saturday. He also owned and operated Patchkin Wilkes Farm, where he raised thoroughbred horses. Again, the founder of what would become Long John Silver's fast food restaurant. Give Long John Silver's a lot of credit. They're still going strong in a large part of the South, even though Captain D's and Long John Silver's are arch enemies. Yes, Mr. Rosenthal's, his company there, has stood firm and survived all these decades, and Mr. Rosenthal dying on Saturday at the age of 96 in the bluegrass state speaking of the bluegrass state we got a real knucklehead coming to us from kentucky a woman has stolen our fire truck there as crews were battling flames and 39 year old jessica carol Kleins now charged with theft by unlawful taking or disposition of an automobile wanton endangerment first degree resisting arrest and criminal mischief second degree Deputies say in Harrison County, Kentucky, she stole a fire truck as they were on the scene of an active structure fire on Corinth Hinton Road. And a volunteer firefighter told deputies he tried to stop Kleins while she was driving the stolen truck and she hit him in the shoulder with the truck's mirror while, while driving away. Firefighters followed the vehicle until the deputy was able to get involved. According to the arrest citation, a deputy responding to the call saw the vehicle and conducted a traffic stop in a driveway between Hinton Weber Road and Casey Mill Road there in that part of Kentucky. And a citation said she did not comply with any verbal commands and was taken to the ground, said she resisted. And during the incident, the deputy accidentally discharged his taser and one of the darts hit Klein's jacket. During the theft, deputies say the truck was damaged. But this 39-year-old woman taking a fire truck, which was on the scene battling a blaze, what an idiot in Harrison County, Kentucky. Golly, as we say in the South. Well, this one, I can't put a finger on who's to blame for this stupid thing that I'm about to tell you about. But this is pretty dumb. And I mean D-U-M-M dumb. 
Okay, so in Mississippi, they got a big election coming up just a few days. November 5th is when Mississippians go to the polls and vote for a new governor and other statewide officials. Well, guess what? There's been some billboards put up in Mississippi that now have to be removed because they urge people to go vote on the wrong election date. Yes, this is in the state capital and around Jackson, Mississippi. These billboards say the election is November 16th. (laughs) And a spokesperson for a nonprofit, nonpartisan group called Vote.org says the organization ordered vinyl covers for billboards, but were intended to go up in Louisiana, where runoffs there are on November 16th. But they put them in the wrong state. And a spokesperson for Lamar Advertising, which owns the billboards where the messages were up, says that workers noticed the date was wrong and all the incorrect messages ended up being removed by this past weekend. But still, for a couple of days, it looks like in Mississippi, people were being encouraged to go vote. What, 11 days after the actual voting date? What what a knucklehead there. And, And mainly because they got the states of Mississippi and Louisiana confused. Now, I don't know who that's more of an embarrassment for. Is it more embarrassing to be from Mississippi and be called a Louisianan or vice versa? Speaking of the Pelican State and a guy who used to be the lieutenant governor of Louisiana who went on to be, I would say, a controversial mayor of the city of New Orleans, that would be Mitch Landrew and Mitch Landrew now who has gone on to pen a book about taking down the monuments of New Orleans. He is going to launch a Southern racial justice initiative at the New Orleans jazz market. Yes. The launch of his initiative called the E pluribus unum fund held at the New Orleans jazz market on October 25th from 10 AM until noon and has the also included with this, the release of a report divided by design findings from the American South. And this explores attitudes on race, equity, economic opportunity, and community violence in various Southern communities. As Mitch Landrew, his team behind this initiative visited nearby Mississippi, Arkansas also went over to Alabama, also went to the Appalachian region, among other places. And the panel where this thing's going to be going on here on the 25th includes the Louisville, Kentucky Mayor Greg Fisher, Urban League of Louisiana President, CEO, and former New Orleans Deputy Mayor Judy Reese Morse, and others, all part of Mayor Landrew and his new initiative to maybe make a difference in the South. My best advice, Mayor, go get those statues out of storage and put them up somewhere. That would be one thing that could help out. Hey, let's go to Washington, D.C. We told you later in the show we're going to have a very special guest coming up really in just a few minutes. Sophie Kaplan is a writer for the Washington Times. And in the spirit of our nation's capital, hey, let's go ahead and get a jump start on D.C. coverage. D.C. statehood, a novel concept perhaps, it is getting more and more support from a majority of Marylanders. 51% of respondents in a new poll from the Washington Post and the University of Maryland said they favor making Washington, D.C. a separate state compared to 40% who oppose the idea. And the poll results, which came among a new push by the District of Columbia leaders to add a 51st star to the American flag, show D.C.'s neighbors are more open to the idea than most other Americans. So are we going to have a 51st state called D.C.? I don't think so. I don't see the purpose. That's the whole reason for it being created by our founders was to not be a state. But there is that push there in that part of our southern region to make D.C. a new state. Taxation 
without representation would be what they say there to georgia and scientists have been studying the red cockaded woodpecker in georgia there and they say that this rare bird is making a comeback the bird was likely common very long ago but has been considered endangered for most of the last couple of decades habitat loss the main challenge for the bird it also its homes the longleaf pine forest of the south have been rapidly disappearing but According to some experts around Fort Stewart, Georgia, they say people recognize that if we lost all our mature longleaf forest, then we'd lose the red cockaded woodpecker along with it. And guess what? Now the small black and white bird, it could be on the verge of becoming an environmental success story in the Peach State and other states across the South. It's doing well and doing well enough that there have been discussions about downgrading its protection. So all our bird watchers out there, you can go look out for this rare southern bird the beautiful red cockaded woodpecker at least in georgia and maybe some surrounding states looks like it's making a big comeback and all i can say about that is knock knock as a woodpecker would say hey mississippi is going to have something kind of cool unveiled over the weekend a statue was unveiled in gillsburg mississippi about 400 yards from the actual crash site where leonard skinner's plane went down 42 years ago and of course we lost ronnie van sant there in that crash and others and this site there in south mississippi a beautiful thing there memorial will sit on land donated by Dwayne and lola easley on easley road just off of highway 568 and you can go out there if you're a skinnerd fan and see this new monument to honor the victims of leonard skinnerd who went down in that plane crash 42 years ago man what a tragic and sad day for our southern music a good day for our southern music as we can report now that brooks and dunn kicks and ronnie are going to be in the country music hall of fame it's been announced that they'll join fellow singer ray stevens and record executive jerry bradley in a great new addition to the country music hall of fame kicks and ronnie as long as well as ray stevens one of the real originals in country music history They'll be honored, and they'll be featured in a musical event at the CMA Awards in November. So good news there if you're a country music fan. And if you're a fan of Greece, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John will be Tampa-bound on Saturday, December 14th at the Mid-Florida Credit Union Amphitheater at the Florida State Fairgrounds in Tampa. These two will be there for a screening of Greece, and then they'll have a special Q&A with both Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. A limited number of VIP tickets available for the opportunity to meet the musical's two stars. And they go on sale today. And uh, go ahead and log on there if you want to go check out Travolta and Olivia Newton-John in the Tampa area for this big event there. You can go to LiveNation.com and get your tickets for this Meat and Grease movie sing-along with Danny and Sandy at the Mid-Florida Credit Union Amphitheater in Tampa coming up December 14th. Now, does that not sound like a, a fun event, especially if you're a huge fan of Greece? Well, I'll tell you what else sounds fun, and that is talking Southern politics and movies, too, and Hollywood and all the stars that go along with it. And we'll do just that after the break. Stick around because we're going to go to Washington, D.C., and from the Washington Times, we'll be joined by reporter Sophie Kaplan with something really cool going on just outside of our nation's capital. She'll report on that and much more. And that's ahead on our political report of today's Y'all Show. 
cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applied. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Back into the Y'all Show, Tuesday edition, getting you caught up with all things Southern, and we'll go to the nation's capital for our next report. We're going to go to Sophie Kaplan, who's a Metro reporter for the Washington Times, as Sophie covers D.C. government as well as Maryland and Virginia government, 
and she's been doing that for quite some time and she's kind enough to take some time out to join us from washingtontimes.com and the washington times which is printed and available on newsstands around our nation's capital hello welcome into the y'all show sophie Hi, thank you. Good to have you on the Y'all Show. Well, one of your recent articles caught my attention, Sophie, and that is since mm-hmm. you, you cover the D.C. area, you wrote about something recently called The President is Missing, Predicted to Boost Maryland Economy. And this is about a new series going on, Showtime. Tell us a little bit more about what's going on in the free state. Sure. So um, the Maryland Film Office was able to secure the filming of the show um, The President is Missing, which is a Showtime show, as you mentioned. Um, it's a book that uh, based off of a it's based off of a book that Bill Clinton wrote. Um, and so it's a political drama about a president who I think is experiencing um, maybe a leak in his cabinet, as well as trying to deal with some terrorist threats. So that's what it's about. Um, but it's supposed to bring in a ton of revenue for Maryland. Um, they're saying that it'll, if it continues with the full series, it'll bring in the same amount of revenue as did House of Cards, which was about um, $700 million in revenue. And they hired, um, for each season, they hired about 2,000 residents and ser- um, got services from 2,000 local businesses each season. Now, forgive me for not being in the loop. Uh, mm-hmm. Is House of Cards done? Is that series over with? Yeah, I think it's finished. Okay, all right. Well, I kind of gave up after some of the headlines of the main actor weren't so kind after a while. Great series when it started, though. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that was filmed pretty much in, was that filmed in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, or was it centered? No, I'm pretty sure it was just filmed in Baltimore. Um, Okay. Maryland has the film credit for House of Cards. Oh, okay. I got you. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, Sophie, in your experience there with the Washington Times, how often does Maryland and, I guess, beat out Washington, D.C. and Virginia for these film projects? Is is Maryland offering something the others aren't? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Um, I think it beats out a little bit of D.C. I'm not I don't know, frankly, how how, what the comparison is between the D.C. film office. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it seems as though they would have more success considering it's not it's not as big of like D.C. is a city. So it'd be harder to film there regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, But Maryland, the reason that they people find Maryland attractive for film production is because of the diverse topography. So it has the mountains, it has the beach, it has the city, it has, um, farm farmland. So it has a lot of different, um, different places you can film. And, um, they have a tax credit for, um, for film. So it's 25% tax credit and then an exemption for 6% um, sales tax. All right. And you did say beach as in singular. I don't think there's tons of beaches in Maryland, but they at least have one. Well, they have the whole Eastern shore, which is a pretty long mm-hmm. plot of land. So it's not just like one shore. Yeah. It's like a whole. But Ocean City, I know, is a lovely place. And like you said, they, they kind of have that eastern shore, which is really mm-hmm. a, a southern type feel. If you go over there, it's it, you, you don't find yourself too much different than what you may find in Virginia and the Carolinas when you're over mm-hmm. on the eastern shore of Maryland. But then you go to the opposite end of the state. Like you said, you've got more of the mountain feel and it's, it's, it's a whole different area of that state. And we're talking right now on the y'all show with the Washington times, Sophie Kaplan, who covers DC government as well as Maryland and Virginia. And we're discussing this new book. That's going to be turned into a series 
the president is missing. And mm-hmm. when you say they're filming in Maryland, did they film like to, to kind of get the D.C. feel? Did they go into Annapolis and film? Uh, that's a good question. I think for some of the shots, such as like on the National Mall, they'll co- they'll pop into DC okay. to film it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for other shots, um, I think th- they film like the down. Like I think parts of Baltimore can look like DC. That's why they filmed House of Cards there. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it'll be filmed probably in in baltimore well filming series like this and and netflix's house of cards not only as you mentioned bring in hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue it also helps helps the local economy through the Mm -hmm. employment as house of cards for example in your article you mentioned it hired two thousand residents and purchased services and goods from two thousand local businesses each season that it was being filmed that's a lot of people sophie Totally. It is a lot of people. And so I think they're hoping for a similar effect with this show. And um, they also mentioned, to add on to what you're saying, you're asking about earlier, another reason that people would want to shoot in um, Maryland is because they have a good crew base. They have a whole database on their um, website that shows where you can hire people um, for crews and make it really easy. So they said they have a lot a reliable crew base um and that's another reason so so if they hire local residents those those are the people they're hiring now a little bit different from let's say filming in new york city as far as we know sophie is this area maryland and even in your neighboring virginia dc is it union free you can go in and shoot and not have to deal with all the silly stuff that you might have to if you were in new york city i don't know but um, let me. I think the website make, makes it seem like they, it's a like a union that they're dealing with, but I'm not sure really. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I know, of course, Maryland may be a little bit more democratic than most of our southern states, but if they have the kind of success that you're telling me about with the House of Cards going in and all that, it's pretty hard to film in New York City. I don't know if you've made any films here lately, Sophie. <laughs> I, I haven't made any films myself <laughs> yeah well from what i understand it is so expensive to film in places like new york and even even los angeles with all the mm-hmm. the rules and regulations that they have to follow the unions with that's why a lot of times these filmmakers first of all that's why a lot of them go to canada and they it's so much easier and they get all the tax breaks to go there and then we have states here in the south that also are out there fighting like georgia has done a wonderful job in the last 10 15 years of luring filmmakers into that state and north carolina at one time had lots of people going there you find it really scattered throughout the southeast but now maryland cashing in here with the president is missing and bill clinton hey maybe maybe he'll make an appearance here in this series yeah he's supposed to be a producer on the show okay um, but but um, I spoke with someone from the Motion Picture Association, and they said, no, like the best, the state that has the most film productions filmed in it is Georgia. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, because. This, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, because they offer a, a 30% tax credit, and it's unlimited in their budget, um, unlike in Maryland, where there's a cap for how many productions they can offer the tax credit for. All right. We're visiting with Sophie Kaplan, Metro reporter for the Washington Times and WashingtonTimes.com. And as we said, not only is she out covering Hollywood comes to Maryland, she's also covering D.C. government as well as Maryland and Virginia government. And that's probably sometimes with your job there, Sophie, kind of like a film, maybe a horror film covering <laughs> the local political scene of our nation's capital. 
Um, it's a kind of, it's just a little surreal. I feel very fortunate to be able to cover it. So sometimes it feels fake because I'm, I feel so lucky, but, um, it doesn't, it's not like a horror film though. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately I'm, I'm looking at some of your recent headlines and you recently wrote about the epidemic of police suicide mm. we saw in, yes. Ma- in Montgomery County recently. We reported mm-hmm. here on the y'all show. We thought the officer may have died in the line of duty, uh, being murdered in the line of duty, but it turns out it looks like it was suicide there. Yeah. in Silver Spring, Maryland. Tell me a little bit more about what you're writing about here this week about police suicide. Sure. Um, it's really upsetting to hear uh, that the officer uh, killed himself, but um, do you want to know more about what happened with the officer or more about police officer suicide in general? In general, please. Yeah. So um, I spoke with a, a psychologist, a, a former NYPD officer and psychologist, and he was talking a lot about the hopelessness that comes with the job. Um there's like part of you when you're a rookie, when you're starting out, you're kind of expecting to not like get everything you want as an officer. You're expected to be a little bit more like a, as a rookie would. And, and as you, you expect, as you move up through, um, through the, the ranks that your treatment gets a little better, you're a veteran now. Um, but he was saying that that doesn't really, that's not really the case. And you start to realize that the job is never going to love you as much as you love it. And so once you realize that, you get this sense of hopelessness. And if you have that sense of hopelessness on top of seeing a lot of trauma on the day, on the job every day, um, something, something going on in your home life, like a divorce or, um, so, and all those things start to add up and that can really fuel, um, some mental health issues. Mm. Well, an important read there that we encourage everybody to go to read Sophie's work at WashingtonTimes.com. The article, Police Suicide Epidemic Spurs Soul Searching, and you can check it out again. This was maybe brought on on part because last week we saw the death of a police officer in Montgomery County, Maryland, which ended up being a suicide. Is there, as far as you know, is there a term for that in law enforcement when an officer kills himself? on duty yeah well i mean just suicide do they call that um no like like where regicide is like the king yeah yeah exactly um i don't think so okay all right well anyway an unfortunate thing and and again this is nothing new to just montgomery county maryland it's unfortunately a growing trend and we we hope maybe we can help kind of solve this problem sophie what else are you working on here this week here at washington times Oh, today, uh, for example, I'm going to the judiciary, uh, the judiciary committee and the district council is holding a roundtable to review on um, the Metropolitan Police Department's body worn camera program, which I think um, the public has been experiencing some frustrations with it, with not releasing the footage as they were slated to do originally when the program was implemented five years ago. So I'm excited to see um, what is going to be said today at the here at the roundtable. Awesome. And you, you go to roundtables and, and meetings mm-hmm. and, and cover movies. You also, I saw recently you wrote about a deli that closed in the D.C. area, Woodside Deli. So yeah. I, 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 I'm sure that had to be a little bit of a bittersweet story. Yeah, it was the the it's a family owned business and um it's just sounded like the landlord and the people who owned the business really couldn't come to agreement which and they both seem to be understanding of each other. I didn't get a chance to speak with the landlord. Um, they didn't respond to my request to comment, but the family seemed to be really understanding of the landlord's interest, but they were upset and, of course, devastated that they couldn't come to an agreement. And this business had been in, in at that location had been there for about 70 years. 
All right. Again, Sophie with the Washington Times, reliable reporting and the right opinion. Hey, bold statement there, Sophie. I appreciate that. And you and your staff there, the Washington Times. Thank you. All right. Well, Sophie, thank you again for your time and best of luck. We'll continue to cover what you got going on there at the Washington Times. Cool, thank you. All right, Sophie Kaplan, everybody. When we come back on the Y'all Show, stick around. We've got some great stuff coming up in Hour 2, including the barrister of Big 12 football and the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. Matt Ehrmans is coming on. You don't want to miss out on the fun. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is in Introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Hour two of the Y'all Tuesday edition is here. Thank you for tuning in. We've got a little hodgepodge of all kinds of sports stuff as we have Sports Land yet to begin this hour. In just a few minutes, our Big 12 barrister and barbecue barrister Matt Hermans will be dropping by with an anticipated report on what happened between Texas and Kansas of all teams last weekend and what's coming up here in week nine of Big 12 football. Plus, we'll go to y'all.com with some really tasty recipes, and we'll get the barrister's take on that. All that ahead on y'all. Hey, our website is yall.com. Our number, 803-816-1170. We start out this hour with the sports lanyap, a mixture of all kinds of sports fun. Not too much fun, though, for Mark Rick, the former Georgia Bulldog and Miami Hurricane head coach, as he had a heart attack early on Monday, but is anticipated to have a quick recovery. In fact, Coach Rick actually was on Twitter on Monday with the following statement. 
I am assuming word travels fast, so I wanted to be able to inform everyone that I did have a heart attack this morning. I am doing fine as I went through the experience. I had peace knowing I was going to heaven, but I was going to miss my wife. I plan to be at work this week. Of course, Coach Rick is an ACC in contributor out of charlotte 59 years old he joined the acc network earlier this year and has appeared on shows throughout the season as he retired as the hurricanes head coach in december after going 26 and 13 in three seasons at his alma mater good news coach mark rick seems to be doing okay anticipates being back at work in charlotte this weekend for acc in fans but a scary situation as he did have a heart attack on Monday. Coach Nick Saban of the Alabama Crimson Tide says there is no real timeline for Tua Tagovailoa's return from an ankle injury. This is the opposite ankle of what Tua had problems with in 2018. And Saban said on Monday that Tua had had successful surgery on his ankle with, and he does anticipate him participating in only non-weight-bearing activities for several days before beginning a traditional rehab, Tua Tagovailoa suffered a high ankle sprain during the win against Tennessee over the weekend and had surgery the following morning. That would have been on Sunday. In a statement following the surgery, Saban said that Tagovailoa would be out for a week. But on Monday, he told reporters that there's no real timeline for his return. We wish Tua and all the Crimson Tide the best. As they get ready to take on Arkansas this weekend, then a little open date, then the LSU Tigers come a-calling to Tuscaloosa. Injury news coming out of the number four program in the country. The Clemson Tigers defensive end Xavier Thomas is expected to return this week from concussion protocol when the number four Tigers play in Clemson against the Boston College Eagle. Brent Venables, the defensive coordinator of CU in the Valley, said that he thinks that Thomas will play, but he said that we'll see. Thomas was hurt during practice and did not travel for Clemson's 45-10 victory over the cards of Louisville. He is a 265-pound sophomore that has started four of the last six games for Clemson. Clemson, of course, 7-0, 5-0 in ACC action. He's tied for third on the team with four and a half tackles for loss and has six quarterback pressures. So if you're a Clemson fan, good news knowing that Xavier Thomas appears to be headed back to the playing field for the number four Clemson Tigers. To the NFL we go, and some news for the Houston Texans. They've traded for Raiders cornerback Garyon Conley, and they've traded for a third-round pick as it was announced that the Raiders' first-round pick of 2017 is headed to Houston. The Texans have been thin at cornerback as Jonathan Joseph and Bradley Roby have both missed time with hamstring injuries. Joseph, a longtime NFL player who played collegiately for the South Carolina Gamecocks, he and Roby both have both missed time with hamstring injuries, and now the Texans trying to fill up some of the roster moves with this as they're trying to shore up their defense here as they fell this past weekend at Indy and Houston, which has had a great season with Deshaun Watson and competing for that AFC South. Man, they took a step in the wrong direction on Sunday and now trying to shore up that defense by getting Conley in Houston for that. Speaking of Houston, they're going to become a baseball town for a few days as Houston hosts the World Series starting tonight. The Astros and the Nationals get together on Fox TV. First pitch at 8.08 Eastern, 7.08 H-Town time. Max Scherzer for the Nats versus Garrett Cole of the Strohs. Going to be a fun one. We already know the lineup for the Wednesday game, too. And that will be the ace for the Nats, Steven Strasburg. 
versus the ace for the Strohs. I assume he's the ace. They got so many great players for that franchise. Justin Verlander will be on the mound on Wednesday for Game Two. Then the games shift up to DC coming Friday for Game Three. But Game One of World Series 2019, it's headed your way this evening on Fox. Guess what else starts tonight? It's the first night of the NBA's brand new season. And the defending champs, the Toronto Raptors, have the Pelicans of New Orleans coming up across the border. And the Pelicans will be out with without the service of Zion Williamson as he's out with a little injury for a while. Also, you have the Lakers will be taking on their in-city rival, the Clippers, in a game televised on TNT. Both of these games, by the way, in the NBA will be televised on TNT tonight. But yes, we've got a whole new season of NBA fun beginning tonight. And then when we get to Wednesday, just to kind of run through some of the games going on featuring our southern teams, you have from the south, the Oklahoma City Thunder will be at Utah on Wednesday for a game there. The Spurs, they'll have the New York Knickerbockers in town for a matchup the dallas mavericks and the washington wizards get together in big d on wednesday night the memphis grizzlies try to rebound from a tough 2017 18 season or rather 27 2018 2019 season as the grizz will be in miami to take on the heat on opening night for them and then you have the orlando magic hosting the cleveland cavaliers and finally the chicago bulls will be in the queen city to take on the new look charlotte hornets in a matchup that begins on wednesday evening all these are evening games on wednesday but tonight it's going to be the pelicans and toronto getting the new nba season going on tnt and that's great news for espn which loves to talk about yeah they love to talk they would talk nba every second of every day in in my opinion and if you watch espn i think you'd have to agree right when we come back on y'all we're going to talk big 12 football with matt herons he'll be our special guest and he'll also talk a little cooking all that ahead as we close out today's y'all talk with a southern accent Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau... 
I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Oh yeah, Saturdays are for the boys, and this past weekend it was a boys type of day in Big 12 football. It is y'all talk with a southern accent. We've got our barrister of Big 12 football, Matt Herman, joining us now, and hey, before the hour's up, we'll have him switch over to the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue role that he has and does such a great job with that role. Matt, hello, welcome into the y'all show, sir hello hello glad to be back yes good to have you back sir and let's kind of recap what happened in week eight of big 12 football oklahoma no surprise demolished west virginia and you also had iowa state going on the road in lubbock and getting the big road win 34 24 you also had kansas state with a great win over tcu 24 17 and then we'll focus on on these two games from week eight baylor with a i guess i would call it a, a surprising win i know they were maybe favored in some ranks at number eight in the top 20 going into this but they won in stillwater 45 27 over the pokes and then the most exciting game maybe of all of big 12 football thus far this year the kansas jayhawks absolutely should have beat texas but ended up losing with a walk-off field goal by the horns texas escapes with a 50 to 48 victory over the mad hatter mr barrister your recap of week eight <laughs> wow yeah that was a pretty good recap um I think the, the, if I had to add my two cents, I think your last uh, commentary there about, you know, Texas sneaking by Kansas uh, at, uh, <laughs> with a field goal is kind of, um, it's pretty cool. It's the, it's the wildest, uh, you're right, it was the wildest game. And you talk about back and forth. I mean, Kansas uh, just brought the offensive firepower to the Texas Longhorns. And uh, what a high-scoring game. I would not... Did not expect that type of game at all. First of all, I expect Texas to win handily, but uh, they had everything and more. You're right when you say Kansas should have won that game, but, um, you know, it's uh, less miles. You talk about unpredictable, not only on the field, but off the field. I mean, that Kansas team is literally, uh, and I say literally correctly, literally looks like a different football team week in and week out. You don't know which team's going to show up. And that this game may say something about the Texas Longhorns and their defense as well. We, I think we kind of touched on that defense last week. Uh, but, wow, I mean, we're very close to a huge win. But what a, what a job Les Miles uh, is doing there, at least making it exciting yeah. uh, for the Kansas Jayhawks fan. And, boy, has it been exciting this year so far. For Can them. I give Rock Chalk maybe the ultimate compliment? Let's hear it. They're starting to act like a, a Big 12 team. <laughs> yeah, that is a compliment. 
That's right. That's right. Yeah, you go uh, play the Texas Longhorns down to the last moment, um, you know, and lose, like you say, lose on a, on a final field goal there. I mean, yeah, you're a Big 12 team. You are competing. And I think that's that's what Kansas fans probably want to see is they want to see a team that will compete. And I will tell you this, Kansas has competed. They have competed every week. And um, that is something they have not done for quite some time. So, so while we're not talking about uh, the Kansas Jayhawks winning the Big 12 or trying to sneak their way into a playoff or any uh, even a, a prominent bowl game, they're competing week in and week out. And that is something that uh, you have to really, if you've been watching Kansas at all, you want to give Les Miles an, uh, a huge amount of credit for that. Yeah, he may have to rename his series on ESPN Plus um, instead of miles to go, maybe like a half mile to go. Yeah, I mean, kilometers to go. I don't even want to do that. We won't do kilometers about that. But uh, yeah, miles to go. It's looking more like yards to go. Yeah, it's um, a much pretty, improved. Pretty impressive. Yes, yeah, much absolutely. improved. And they got a, an opportunity to make a statement here this coming weekend. We'll tell you about that momentarily. Let's also not forget Baylor. They backed their top 20 ranking up with yeah. a big win on the road in Stillwater, 45-27. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they did. I did not expect that to happen. I expect Oklahoma State to hold serve and win that game. Baylor is finding ways, uh, you know, whether it be uh, <laughs> whether it be botch snaps or whether it be just incredible plays. Um, you know, this is the weirdest uh, undefeated team in the country right now. I don't say I'm not. I am not denigrating Baylor at all. This is an undefeated football team. They've won some very tough games and. The thing is about Baylor, when you look at them and you watch them play, you look at the quarterback position with Charlie Brewer, you look at some of the skill position guys, you look at the defense, and you just – it doesn't – undefeated doesn't jump out to you when you when you look at them. But that's why you have a football team, and that's why planning matters. That's why game plan matters. That's why motivation matters. Because they're just winning games. They're just figuring out ways to win games. Um, despite not having you know anything that really jumps out except for the team effort. So props to Baylor, Matt Rule, heck of a job. I mean, at this point, uh, I would say coach of the year um, candidate. Not, not that that will pan out the rest of the year, but you know, undefeated Baylor right now, you could definitely make an argument for him. And the Bears don't have to play this week. They enjoy a breather. They've got West Virginia coming into Waco on October 31st. That'll be a crazy Halloween night there along the banks of the Brazos for that one there. By the way, if you're looking at Baylor's schedule going forward, besides WVU on October 31st, they have a road game at TCU. And then they've got Oklahoma and Texas coming in back-to-back in mid-October. And I wouldn't say that normally Baylor would have an opportunity to win both of those games, but with the fact that they're playing at home and certainly Texas looks vulnerable, this could be a Big 12 berth on the line here for the championship yeah. for the Bears. Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't put anything past Baylor. I mean, I, if I'm if I'm thinking about it right now, I'm thinking Baylor looks like a better football team than University of Texas at this moment. So, uh uh, you know, things change down the road a little bit. Oklahoma clearly looks like one of the best teams in the country. But, hey, Baylor has not lost. They don't look like they want to lose. And, uh, I, look, I'm not betting against them. I've, I've said they're going to lose a couple times now because I can't see how they're winning. But they're winning, and I'm not betting against them until they lose. You're not willing to go up against the Baptist, huh? <laughs> well, I was kind of raised Baptist, Um but I'm not a Baylor Bear, so uh, I don't know. They got the they got the they got the uh, 
power of the Southern Baptist Convention uh, behind <laughs> them right now. What can I say? Well, well, I guess the Methodists no are doing no, no dancing or drinking, but they're winning. The Methodists are doing pretty good in the state of Texas these days too. Ooh. So, oh, it's the battle of the uh, denominations. Uh, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah, the two best two best teams, the Baptists and the uh, Methodists, two best programs in the state of Texas right now. And somewhere the Jews of Texas are like, we need to start a Texas Jewish university and see how good we can be in football. <laughs> I I don't think there is one, but geez, I don't at this think point, there is one either. In fact, I. I don't know of one in the entire south and there should be we we've got a, a, a long history of that faith here in our part of the country speaking of the baylor bears the baptists just might be ba- bouncing into one of the new york new new the new year's six bowl games as cbs sports has come out with a projection i want to get your thoughts on this mr barrister according to the cbs sports.com experts their selection committee bowl games include the rose bowl Penn State, Oregon, Orange Bowl, Virginia, Notre Dame, Cotton Bowl, Memphis, and Georgia. But they've got the Baylor Bears in the Sugar Bowl taking on LSU. Now, that's not part of the college football playoff teams. I'm just mentioning that they're listed here from this so-called expert of playing the Tigers in New Orleans on January 1st. Well, that would be, um, while I think that would be a monumental accomplishment for for this Baylor Bears team it'd be really really uh really cool for the uh the Baylor Bears faithful I think uh, maybe LSU fans uh, may think hey 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 we haven't lost Alabama yet let's tap the brakes in the Sugar Bowl uh but uh yeah that would be I'm not sure those those teams have ever played in the postseason I would have to look at that yeah if they uh, have but what a what a matchup yeah been a couple of hundred years if they have played. yeah absolutely and according to cbs sports oh if those are the teams playing in some of these new year's six games that means the football playoff according to cbs includes alabama clemson oklahoma and ohio state total projection total means nothing but it's good to see for baylor fans you're being considered here now that we're almost what two-thirds of the way through the season things yeah. are still looking up up and up for the Baylor Bears program. Now, I want to I ask you, I want to ask you, Mr. Barrister of Big 12 football, about a player for the Oklahoma Sooners is outside linebacker John Michael Terry is now out for the season with a lower leg injury. He suffered this yeah. in practice, according to Lincoln Riley. What do we know about Mr. Terry? Well, Mr. Terry is a, is a heck of a talented player, and the Oklahoma, the, the it's big, it's part of a bigger issue for Oklahoma, in my opinion. So, um, the Oklahoma defense has been the, uh, I don't want to say the Achilles heel. I mean, they've had a ton of success. When you talk about an Achilles heel, you think of something that has, uh, you know, uh, really hurt a program. But Oklahoma is certainly not, not short of, of accolades and making the playoff over the last several years. But if there's been a weak spot, it certainly hadn't been Kyler Murray in the offense there. It hadn't been Baker Mayfield in the offense, a couple of back-to-back uh first round draft picks it has been the defense uh which which is you know maybe held them back from winning a playoff game this is an oklahoma team for for example that put up a ton of points on alabama um you know and, and at, during the second half of, of the game uh a couple of years back you know started scoring almost at will on the alabama defense but of course uh when you don't have a defense that can make stops and oklahoma didn't you still lose the football game. That's kind of been the story for Oklahoma. Now, their defense has been better this year, and uh, Mr. Terry has been part of that. And it seems like the defense has been coming together 
and kind of gelling the last couple of weeks, uh, which is a great sign if you're an Oklahoma fan. This is not something you want to see. Um, the outside linebacker position uh, is uh, something is important at Oklahoma. You got you got uh, a guy coming on the blitz. You got people in run support running out to the edge, and he's been a heck of a player, uh, particularly in the Big Twelve. When you talk about the outside linebacker position, that's a that's a pretty uh, that's a very thoughtful and kind of a uh, we always say middle linebacker is the is the quarterback of the defense, but outside linebacker when you're playing a lot of spread offenses that can be just as uh, thoughtful, I guess, uh, as a, a position. So you hate to see that if you're an Oklahoma fan, right when the defense is starting to come together, which it hadn't for a while. So uh, you know you hope he's okay long term, and you wonder who who's going to step in and, and fill those shoes. Who's going to fill those shoes? That's right. That's a good one. It is. Hey, let's talk a little bit of the Big 12 fandom outside of the actual rosters of these football teams. If you ever go to Austin, Texas, and I think you've been there once or twice in your life, right? I have. If you ever go there, you might find on the gift shop counters something called Keep Austin Weird, those crazy T-shirts. I've also seen some X-rated T-shirts you can buy. Well, there's a new hot item on sale in Austin these days, thanks to the dramatic walk-off kick against Kansas. Matt, you can get a beautiful burnt orange Dicker the Kicker t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, Dicker the Kicker. He's made some big kicks now uh, for for the Longhorns. That's hilarious. Well, that's, I mean, I'll tell you what, a, a last-second kick against Kansas to win, that... Uh, you don't think that would typically, you know, kind of equate to making T-shirts in Austin, but um, you know, hey, it's a different, uh, yeah, it's a different kind of uh, situation than I think they thought they would be in this year. So that's pretty funny. Yeah, they keep Austin weird. Uh, that's a good business program. That's a small business uh, collective that uh, uh, promotes small businesses. Okay. Um, which is a kind of a business deal there in Austin. And Dicker, who we're talking about, is Cameron Dicker, the sophomore place kicker for the Horns, who is a Austin uh-huh. native, went to Lake Travis High School there in the capital city, and off doing a great job and getting game-winning field goals. Also getting it done in the classroom. He's a member of the Big 12 Commissioner's Honor Roll. So mixing in kicks yeah. and classroom. Although, good for him. Well, not good for him. You know what his major is? And this, this might have been what? what you studied in college underwater basket weaving no worse than that his major is undeclared <laughs> well he's killing it though so uh you know that's it sounds like he's doing great at um i think undeclared morphs into general studies maybe okay but, another complete waste uh, <laughs> at least his parents probably aren't paying for college hopefully the boy's on a scholarship there i'm assuming he probably is well i don't know if these fellows and gal are on scholarship in norman but did you see the collapse of the sooner schooner over the weekend oh my gosh did i see it i saw it I saw it dozens of times and it got, it, it was, it was still entertaining. And it, I'd say it's entertaining. We know everybody on the Sooner Schooner is okay. Nobody was hurt. So knowing that, uh, pretty hilarious. I will say this, this is, um, the thing that really got me, the re- it really got me thinking there was, you see how many items are on that thing? I mean, this was, uh, when it fell over, it's like an entire, <laughs> Literally, the wagon is loaded up to be an actual settlement wagon. I mean, this thing had, I mean, pots, pans. I'm pretty sure I saw, like, uh, some type of, like, wrought iron spoon. I mean, 
uh, maybe a chuck wagon to fall out of there. I can't believe this is like a mascot ride deal that goes across the field. And when it flips over, there are hundreds of items pouring out. I mean, this is a dedication that apparently Oklahoma has. They have their little mascot ride literally decked out to go steal some land at any moment's notice <laughs> well that's what they're known for it's impressive it's impressive I have that's to say. what they're known for there that's in right, oklahoma right. and right. i'm glad to know that i think the and now Pete is coming out wanting them to stop doing that for the horse's sake they need to stop doing it for the human being's sake they're the ones that got hurt in this thing oh uh, yeah i mean if something something bad happens you got to stop it you just got to stop everything but uh yeah and i just want to make it clear i'm not saying that the uh uh, the Oklahomans particularly stole land for some type. Of, what I'm saying is the Sooners. If anybody knows the, uh, if anybody knows the, knows the story of the Sooners, it's basically a celebration of people who were lining up. They they gave land away, you know, to try to settle settle the state and get people out there to start to, farming to steal land from the Indians yeah. who they'd already promised well, that land to. I would, yeah, well, you know, not not necessarily. They got their own land. And I'll leave that. I'll give. I'll leave that part alone. But they're going to have these folks to settle. Hey, don't and let sooner, don't let the facts get in the way. <laughs> right. Yeah, the facts. Right. So what they did is, uh, you know, they had everybody lined up and say, "All right, at, at this point in the day, everybody goes out there and stakes their claim." And the Sooners were the the real the smart guys who decided to go ahead and sneak out and leave early and get the best part. So that's a Sooner. That's why I managed m- mentioned the land thief. It's more like, uh, you know, clever land choice or something. But uh, anyway, hilarious either way. All right. Now, Matt Hermans, speaking of the Sooners, it's week nine of Big 12 football and Oklahoma at number five in the country. And they're just inching up. They're going to get in that college football playoff if they don't have a single setback. And I'm not sure if they're going to have one this weekend as OU will be at Bill Snyder Family Stadium to take on K-State. This is a early game, 12 noon, 11 Manhattan time on ABC. What you thinking there, Barrister of Big 12 football? I'm thinking uh, great, great win for Kansas State against uh, the other purple team, the TCU Horn Frogs. But Oklahoma looks is a uh, juggernaut at this point. I think Oklahoma is going to to go ahead, go into that hostile environment, and win that football game. Um, not not exactly uh, breaking any type of uh, controversial news here, but Oklahoma's looking as good as they have looked, um, particularly defensively, like we talked about before, but. Yeah, I don't see Oklahoma being. Uh, you know, we talked about Baylor. That could be a that could be a uh, showdown there on the Brazos. But the schedule uh, is kind of working out to look pretty good for Oklahoma. They will they will certainly meet someone in the Big Twelve title game. Uh, whether they meet Texas again will be you know uh, yet to de- be determined. I'm sure they might like to meet Texas again but, um, with the way that game kind of went. But, uh, yeah, I think Oklahoma go take care of business in a, again, a underrated hostile environment. Uh, we've kind of had our Bill Snyder watch all year, and I think, uh, you know, he's feeling pretty comfortable after that TCU win, kind of kicking his feet back. So he's uh, he's feeling pretty good. I think they're happy at K-State, and uh, but I think Oklahoma will kind of uh, bring them back down here this next week. Well, the new head coach in Manhattan is Chris Kleeman. He came down from North Dakota State, and in the Big 12 teleconference this week, he mentioned that he thought Oklahoma was improved on defense this season. Yes. Now, of course, right. last year he wasn't even in the conference, but would you agree with that statement from the coach of Absolutely. K-State? 
Yeah, absolutely. We kind of covered this uh, just a few minutes ago briefly. Um, I do. I think uh, Columbus had their issues on defense, not on offense, but on defense they have. And they've just been kind of coming together this year finally. Uh, you know, the the, uh, the situation with Terry, the outside linebacker, certainly doesn't help. But, uh, you know, they've been playing as a unit. So I think he's right. I mean, he's probably watched tapes. Uh, pardon me, watch game tape of years past. And so far, you would have to you would have to grade the Oklahoma defense as better than before, for sure. Well, well when, he was, when he was coaching the Bison of North Dakota State, he's like, if I could just get my hands on OU, we would knock them off like we knock off all these other schools. <laughs> Didn't quite happen. Hey, we've no. got a battle going on in Fort Worth at the Amon as the Horns try to do a little bit better than last week against KU as they have a game. It's a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 kick on the Fox Network between the Horns and the Horn Frogs. Man, I, I don't even know. I mean, as far as what Les Miles is going to bring, what team's going to show up at this point, it's just like, man, this is a team that go into Austin and beat Texas. This is a team that could lose it. <laughs> lose he's got he's got a competitive team going out there it's just uh who knows what team is going to show up at fort worth tcu i, I think is. you're losing in here you said last miles did you mean tom herman who's getting <laughs> <laughs> no 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 yeah the uh the, the the hatter uh is is really really um yeah, well, that's you know what, that's a good point too. Who knows which team's going to show up? Texas actually, Texas has been pretty predictable on defense. They've been awful, really. Uh, but uh, but Kansas is a different story. That team could be great. Well, or not great. let's talk about Kansas now. They don't play yeah. TCU this weekend, but they do have the Red Raiders coming into Memorial Stadium oh, oh, in Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is going to be your evening game on Fox Sports 1. The Red Raiders with a tough loss last week. They're three and four. Kansas two and five. Ah. Looking on the surface, this looks like an evenly matched game, in my opinion. Well, it should be. Although, if the Kansas team that showed up to play Texas shows up, uh, you know, then then it is not an evenly matched uh, game. Then Kansas is the clearly the better program there. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a couple of teams. Texas Tech is a little more predictable than Kansas at this point. The offense is struggling. Uh, the quarterback position with Jet Duffy is a is a giant hole in that offense this is certainly nothing the david yost is the offensive coordinator at, at texas tech now formerly of missouri fame some people might remember him from there um but uh he uh, hasn't quite found out well there is no quarterback he's got to suffer to alan boma suffered a, an injury earlier in the year he was a starter and now jet duffy just hadn't been able to get anything going there so the offense has been struggling the defense has played fairly fairly well at least hard um a lot of the times, but you got to get some first downs. Uh, so Texas Tech is kind of a known quantity. Uh, you know, defensive plays decently, and an offense has been struggling versus a Kansas team that can apparently put up millions of points at will on defenses when they want to. When, Char- <laughs> when uh, Les Miles has that juggernaut role, and so um, it'll be a heck of an interesting game to watch. I think. Kansas, I mean, like I say, it's kind of what have you done for me lately? Uh, what I saw last week, uh, Kansas may be favored in this game and maybe should be. Hmm. Your other Big 12 game going on at Jack Trice Stadium in Ames. The Pokes, they try to rebound after losing to Baylor at home, and they'll be on the road at number 23, Iowa State, as the Cyclones spin into this one with a 5-2 and two record. I like the Cyclones spinning into this one. That's, that is pretty good um hey yeah john, john rawl what can i say 
that is impressive. I mean, I shouldn't be. That's just the way you roll. Uh, Iowa State, I've liked them all year, looking good. I uh, had no trouble with Texas Tech. That offense seems to be clicking uh, pretty well there uh, for Iowa State. Brock Purdy, uh, the passing leader in the Big 12 Conference, we've talked a little bit about him in the past, uh, what kind of a talented guy he is, a dual threat. Uh, not necessarily somebody who's a sprinter per se, but very athletic and can get a move around, get first downs, uh, bounce around back there in the pocket. Uh, this is a guy who had a chance to play at Alabama. That's the kind of talent that, that Brock Purdy has there in Ames. And, uh, he's starting to show it, and the Iowa State offense is starting to put up big numbers. Um, I like the I like the Cyclones. I like the Cyclones quite a bit. I think that team is rounding into form. Um, nobody really wants to play them now, in my opinion. If OSU loses this game, Oki Light will be 4-4. Four and four. Is that hot seat going to be turned up on the mullet man? You know, I don't think so. Um, I don't think so for, for a very particular reason. Um, there is there is talent there. Uh, so, yes, they're, they're, they, are, they are fielding a true freshman quarterback in Spencer Sanders, and he has struggled at times, uh, as a true freshman will. Uh, but he's clearly got talent. He's clearly got ability. Um, it's one of those situations where you, you just know if you're an Oklahoma State fan, you didn't come into this year thinking you were going to win the Big 12. At least most people didn't. Uh, you came into the year thinking, I wonder what our quarterback situation is going to look like. And I think you have a pretty good idea of what that quarterback situation is going to look like for a few years. And I think it looks pretty good. And you're just kind of dealing with a very, very young player uh, rounding into form. So, no, I don't think, uh, you know, they, they do have a high standard there in, in Stillwater. That's been a very good program over the last decade or so. But I think if you're looking realistically at what you're dealing with this year, with the turnover and talent, the wide receiver position, and uh, just the new quarterback situation as a true freshman, I think you, you're probably pretty optimistic down the line. Uh, no hot seat. Okay. Well, what is that high standard to always tease the nation with, hey, this is their year. Oklahoma State's going to be a champion. And then they always blow it against Oklahoma. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. I guess that's one way to look at it. Or maybe like jump into the top 10, flirt around with the top five, and then lose a game that you can't believe. Yeah. I mean, it's all relative, right? I mean, that, a lot of teams would love to be in that position uh, to flirt around with a, with a league title and maybe even with a playoff berth some years, uh, but then fall apart. So, yeah, uh, sure, it's relative. I'm sure they want more than that. Uh, but, hey, if you look at it as a rebuilding year, I think Gundy uh, and his magical, wonderful mullet, I don't think he's going anywhere. <laughs> all right, two teams do not have to play this Big 12 weekend. you got West Virginia and Baylor taking a breather. Those two teams will be facing off on Halloween night, a big one at McLean Stadium. Well, that will wrap up the Big 12 fun for this week. When we come back, we'll wrap up today's Y'all Show with our very special guest, Matt Hermans. We're going to have him switch over from Big 12 football talk to barbecue talk. There's some great stuff up at y'all.com. We've got to get the barrister's take on it. And that's coming up as we close out this Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. This is a cow. 
A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. We got 24 tall boys on the chill Yeah, 14 of them's mine A little Marshall Tucker on the radio You know we just catch a little groove before the show We ain't playing nothing slow at the parking lot party A tailgate buzz just a sipping on suds Ain't ever too early To light one up, fill up your cup Cause I ain't no Final segment here on this Tuesday, y'all. Talk with a southern accent. Talk with an accent on all things south, and that includes food. And we've got the barrister of barbecue with us, Matt Hearman. He's switched over from his Big 12 role here in this final segment to discuss a little food. you got a tough gig there, barrister, talking food and Big 12 football. Man, it's, it's, it really is uh, labor love. It really is a... Uh, you know, it's a tough job, but, uh, you know, I'll put myself out there and really, uh, it's my cross to bear and I carry it on a, on a week to week basis. You know, I do what I can. Well, this may be a little blast for me for you <laughs> since you're Mr. Big 12, but y'all.com has an article up titled sec fans. Your sausage recipe could send you to championship. So your, Oops. your recipe, if you're an sec fan, 
thanks to Johnsonville, they're going to take recipes in, and a winning recipe will get you to the SEC championship game huh. in Atlanta on December 7th. It's the Johnsonville Tailgate Throwdown. All of the details are at y'all.com. Registration has opened, and you can enter through November 5th. Again, go to y'all.com. You'll get the link to the tailgatethrowdowncontest.com link, and you can participate in that. Now, if you're also on the y'all.com pages, you're going to see the fall comfort food recipes available for you to check out. And some of those include, how about this, Barrister, sausage, gravy, biscuit, and egg casserole. And you're our barbecue guy, but I got to ask you, what's your opinion of casseroles? Well, that's a pretty good question. I've had some good casseroles. You think of, a lot of times you think of casseroles, you think of like the hot dish and stuff they do up in minnesota and things like that but uh, i didn't know they did anything in minnesota you'll have to forgive me i've heard i've never experienced but uh i do watch a lot of the food network Uh, uh no i I, you know i don't know i'm um agnostic on the casserole i've had some very good ones i've had some uh i've had some shrimp and grit casserole uh which i thought was very good there in the past uh that i've had some other casseroles i could take or leave i'll tell you that uh, biscuit and sausage and gravy casserole sounds like something that I would almost certainly be into at first. Yeah, sure. I know a lot of people, and you're the you're the barrister here, so I may be a little bit off on this, but I don't think I am. Especially if you got one of those early eleven Central Time kicks, casserole uh-huh. seem to be a good tailgate option. Oh, absolutely! I would agree, especially something you know very very southern like that, with you got some biscuit, sauce, and gravy. You got everything put together, so. You know, if you're watching college game day or you're watching, you're getting ready for, uh, you know, an early kick, uh, especially on a brisk kind of fall day, um, you might not want to have all your separate little ingredients there to put together if you want some B&G, biscuit and gravy. Uh, so you throw it together in a casserole and, man, you got this nice square congealed pizza <laughs> piece of food that you can easily get right down into the, to the, to the stomach there. So, uh I love that idea. Cool day, casserole, biscuits and gravy all in one. Mm. I think it's fantastic. I also think it provides, sounds like it provides a heck of a base for the uh, beverages that's going to go on throughout the rest of the day. You always want to have that nice base for the for the cold beverages. Well, Barrister, I heard you mention something about shrimp and grits. Well, how about this? At y'all.com, you no. can get a delicious crawfish and grits bites oh, recipe. Man. Have you ever had crawfish and grits? I have not. I've had, uh, no, no, I cannot believe I haven't had it. That kind of makes me angry now. All right, you're fired. We're getting somebody on here that has <laughs> that experience. Oh, man, I'm p- pathetic. No, I- I'd love to. I'd love to have it. I'd love to do it. Huh. Okay. Well, check that out. Also, I can tell you this recipe up at y'all.com, I already got plenty of reaction. In fact, one of my college buddies not only put something on Facebook about this recipe, he took the time to call and text me about how awesome this was. And it is a recipe for award-winning Guinness chili. Guinness is in the beer. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I have heard I've heard about people putting dark beers into chili before. Uh, that is a new one. I've never heard about Guinness particularly. That sounds interesting. Uh, we, we've 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 had Chili Gate on the show before. We've discussed chili, and I've uh, you know embarrassingly giving my take on how I feel about chili. But uh, 
I might go back and try it again if, if it had some Guinness in it. I would certainly be interested in giving that a shot. Well, let me tell you what my friend Jason texted me late on a Saturday night. I'm talking almost midnight. I got a random text from him about this chili recipe. He wrote, that chili is blank good and i can't use <laughs> the word he used maybe he, he had a little really bit, right yeah the word was really i think yeah. he had used a little bit of the guinness minus the chili in his sentiment yeah. here <laughs> and he said big hit keep it coming so oh yeah at least That's awesome jason is a big fan of that and we appreciate his feedback and we appreciate any feedback we can get here on the y'all show again this is just some of the much the many recipes and fun you can find at y'all.com including hey we've been talking about great food items for whether it's casserole or chili i like desserts and right now at y'all.com as part of this great article on fall comfort food you can find the recipe for a banana nut bread Ooh, i love it i love banana nut bread i am I, I am one of these guys i don't eat a lot of sweets and i don't eat a lot of desserts but every once I'm more of a more of a savory uh, food food guy. Yeah, but, yes, uh, you tell, are big guy. I tell, I tell, <laughs> very savory. I tell you what, though, I love the banana nut bread. Um, I love it with way too much butter on it. Um, it's one of my favorite things. Uh, I also like it. Uh, there's a weird recipe I've done before in the past where you turn banana nut bread into French toast. What? Dip- yeah, yeah, you take the you slice your banana nut bread, then you dunk it into the French toast batter, and you do it up just like you would French toast. And uh, let me tell you, pretty good. Well, we have what we call here Grandma's Banana Nut Bread Recipe at y'all. That's just one of a lot of stuff you can get in the fall comfort foods, as well as the Johnsonville SEC contest, all at YALL.com. Matt Hermans, we appreciate everything as you are our Big 12 and barbecue slash banana nut bread barrister. <laughs> BNB barrister, I'll take it. <laughs> well, that will wrap up our Tuesday, y'all. We'll be right back here come Wednesday with an all-new show. We'll have ACC sports to get to. What a crazy game between Virginia Tech and North Carolina. Jonathan Lafayette's going to have the report on that. And we'll also have much more from Precious Harris in Nashville. All that ahead on the Wednesday, y'all. Until that time, have a great rest of your day. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. 
try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. Dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.